Hi, I'm Heidi Zuckerman, and this is Art Matters, the Aspen Art Museum's program on art here in the Roaring Fork Valley and around the globe. Today, I have with me three participants in our Young Curators program. This is a program that we have done for 14 years now, and we are getting ready to open their exhibition on April 13th, opening reception, 3 to 5 p.m., and I have three of the curators here with me. So let's start off with you, Annika. Why don't Hi. you introduce yourself, tell us your name, where you go to school, and a little bit about your interest in art. Um, my name is Annika Chapman. I go to Roaring Fork High School in Carbondale. Um, I have always loved art. I'm very interested in it. I am a senior, and I'm going to Savannah College of Art and Design next fall. And I thought this program would be a great opportunity to learn more. Fantastic. We'll come back to your uh, how your expectations were met with reality. Okay. Thank you. Annika? Hi, I'm Annika oh, Buchin. Uh, I'm a sophomore at Glenwood Springs High School, and uh, I wanted to do this uh, internship because I love picking things apart, and I think that art is something that is that we need to pick apart, and you can always find deeper meanings. And this internship really helped uh, me look through things and find different uh, definitions and meanings. Interesting. Okay, we'll come back to that also. Thank you. And Ella? Hi, uh, I'm Ella Joseph, and I'm a sophomore at Aspen High School, and I decided to do this program because I've always been really interested in, like, the creative side of art, and I guess I wanted to learn more about um, what goes into, like, finding art in putting it into a museum and an exhibit, because I love art museums, and, like, it's, I just wanted to learn more about it, I guess. Okay, great. So, um, Ella, why don't you tell us a little bit about the format of the program, and... Mm -hmm. Um, what you guys have done. How often have you met? What do you do when you meet? Um, so we meet almost every Tuesday for um, two hours from five to seven and it's sort of different every time. Sometimes we have um, like curators and residents come and talk to us and sometimes we have um, people who work at the museum come talk to us. Like we had one where we had a bunch of the staff members come and we could ask them questions and um, then the last few have been all about like looking at the art, and we did one field trip to a couple of schools to look at the art for our exhibition as well. Okay, great. So, um, Annika, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about who the other curators are and um, what you've learned both yourself in the program, but what, you, what you've also learned um, by working in a group. Yes, yeah, so we have uh, 12 total curators. There's two from Glenwood, myself and uh, Shannon Coon, and then we have uh, three from, four. Uh, four from Roaring Fork, three from Aspen, yeah. and three from uh, Coleridge. Uh, for me, my expectations for the internship has been all over the place. I came in not really sure of what I was going to do, uh, but as, I'm, as the internship is ending, I've found that art is like my passion in that looking at art even like I haven't ever had an in, like a instance where I could be hands-on with art I've always been at museums where I can look at it but this time I can really put myself in the artist's position and look at it and it's been really amazing okay great and um, how was it working in a group oh uh, it was good I mean we've always had our, our challenges but I think we all came together and it's been really nice to come to a collective decision, uh, even with our differences in viewpoints and uh, opinions. It's always been really nice to uh, challenge your own thoughts and your own opinions with somebody else's. Great. Okay, so Annika, um, tell us a little bit about 
how uh, you worked with the museum staff to figure out how one would come up with a theme for the exhibition. So not necessarily what the theme is, but what was the process that you were um, working towards in order to, to be prepared to do that? Um, Annie, from pretty much the beginning, had us doing exercises on things that we were interested in, things that had to do with our community and how we felt about certain things and what we liked. And we would narrow it down pretty much each week looking at potential themes that we liked until we settled on our theme. Okay, great. So Ella, uh, <coughs> sorry, let's try not to cough. Mm -hmm. um, tell us about your theme this year. So um, our theme is superstition. And we really came to that conclusion. We had like, I think, five or so options among which were, I don't really quite remember all of them. It was like, I think we had one that was like stress and anxiety and travel, travel, um, family. It was just a lot Something of Something like that. Options. And I think this one was the one that stuck out the most. Cause then Heidi came in and like reviewed all of our, um, options and you, and you were like, this is the strongest one. So that's how we, um, came to that conclusion. It's been really interesting to see like how people have taken superstition and sort of like um I don't know the word for it like taking it into their own interpretation um like a lot there's like a lot of um there was some art that had like a lot of stereotypical superstitions that you see a lot and then some that were really unique and interesting that you don't often see or hear about and that was really interesting to see that okay thank you so um Annika tell us a little bit about the process that uh by which the artists went through so how did they know what your show was about? How did they know your show was happening? Uh, well, after we came to our uh, conclusion as to what the theme was, we sent out an open call to all the artists in the valley. Uh, we gave them to all the art teachers, and we gave them a couple months to uh, work on their art, and then they submitted it on CAFE, the platform that they use for submissions, uh, February 19th. So they had a couple months to work on the piece after we sent out the call. Okay. So, um, Annika, what were the surprises for you? Um, I mean, seeing some of the art that students have created is truly amazing. Um, I feel like we're lucky to live in a valley that's so um, inspired by the arts, and we really got to see so much talent through all of the submissions that we got, and that was the most surprising thing to me is how many people were submitting pieces and how many of them were just so amazing. So um, are you superstitious? Um, maybe a little bit in ways that I don't really realize. Okay. Yeah. How about you guys? Um, I, I didn't think I was before, but some of the pieces that I saw actually reminded me of myself. Um, so I guess a tiny bit, but I never considered myself superstitious before, which is cool to see. Great, Ella. I wouldn't say I'm like extremely superstitious, but there's a couple that I like to, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I am super superstitious, and, uh, I'm, I'm curious about how, um, some of, say, my superstitions or your superstitions, you know, you find in the works and how literal they are. So for me, every time I get on a plane, I touch the outside of the plane before too. I go in. So I you do, do that, that too. too. Yeah. So my kids now do that too. And I never told them to, but they just noticed me doing it. 
Um, if someone says something that I don't want to have happen, I touch paper. Um, so those are probably my two, you know, main ones. But how about you? The plane. Jeez. Oh, yeah, the plane. I do that every time. Um, we have this one creaky stair in my house that nobody steps on because one time <laughs> my dad stepped on it and he fell down the stairs, and so we were, we just like skate the step going yeah. up down the stairs now. Interesting. That's another one. Um, for me, superstition connects with ritual, and I'm really interested in ritual and personal rituals. So I see superstitions as part of rituals. Um, so that's how I connect to them and what I'm interested in. So when you guys were writing about the theme, um, were you thinking about what you were writing about as being instructive for the artists, or was it just about um, wanting them to know why you were interested in it? Was that me? Sure. Oh, um, it wasn't necessarily like, here are the boundaries, like, here's mm -hmm. what you can do, here's what you can't do. We kind of just like set the theme out there and then let people take it into their own interpretations. And it was really interesting to see how they, how like many different ways there were that people sort of interpreted the theme. Like there was, um, I saw a couple art pieces that were inspired of like conspiracy theories and stuff and not just huh. superstition. There was some that were um, like, um, influenced a lot by um, the artist religion and like their family history and stuff like that, which I thought was really interesting. Huh. How about you guys? I mean, our goal was to have a bit of a, a structure, but to, our goal was also really to let the artist do whatever they wanted. At the end of the yeah. day, we came to the conclusion that uh, it's their work, and it's not, at the end of the day, it's not us putting our, our, our vulnerability out, it's just us putting it all together. So we wanted to make sure that they felt safe and that they had their own comfortable uh, art out and that they could express themselves in any way that they wanted to. Um, yeah, I saw when I visited one of the high schools, I saw some pieces that were very literal, um, which was cool to see people making art, showing how a superstition can be like quite literal. And there were also ones that had to do with religion, um, which I think is really interesting. And um, also ones to do with superstitions I had never heard of. And it was really cool to learn about different superstitions through the artist statements. It's interesting, right, how art can become this way to uh, learn in a way that's very kind of non-traditional mm -hmm. and unexpected. It was like sort of it wasn't, it, we didn't want to make it the artist's job to create a piece that would fit in with all the rest of them. It was kind of our job to look at the art and figure out a way to relate all the pieces to one another. Okay, great. So. Uh, in a few minutes, we're going to talk about specific artworks, but um, as you guys were choosing uh, what was going to be in the show, so as you were curating the show, were you thinking about the ultimate installation of the exhibition and what works would go together? Yeah. Yeah, I think we were. We had a lot of uh, discussion about, like, sizing. Like, prime. that was, like, the first discussion was if... Uh, like how big these were, if they were going to fit with other pieces. And then we kind of, after we made uh, one of our decisions, we looked at all the pieces to make sure that they had a pattern and that they were all like balanced out for most of the pieces. And was that something that you were expecting to do? Um, I 
kind of. Uh, the more we got like into the program and looking at the art and finding out how big they were, it became clear that it was a very important part in showing um, how pieces would look next to each other and how the different sizes look next to each other. Yeah, so, so you were really focused on the exhibition mm -hmm. and exhibition making, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so um, Ella, tell us a little bit about the opening and what's going to happen at the opening. So the opening, um, I believe we do have um, uh, one of the, the winner, one of the winners for the, so the young playwrights, it's like a competition, like you write like a 10 minute skit. And we have one of the winners um, from that called Isaac that is that we're going to have a reading of that at 4 o'clock. And our reception is from 3 to 5. And um, then at 3, I believe, like the exhibition opens and we get to go in. Like people start coming in and um, we get to talk about sort of the art. And we're going to be there to answer questions and stuff like that. So. Okay, great. All right, let's talk about some specific work. So... Let's start off with this one, and Ella, you're gonna mm -hmm. talk to us about this? Yeah. So um, this one is called Oh No, Oh Mama, There's a Bird in My Hair, um, and it's by Frenna White, and she's from Glenwood. And this one kind of surrounds the superstition that birds have a lot of, um, there's a lot of like meaning behind birds, like you know, a crow or a raven is sometimes a symbol of bad luck, whereas like a dove, for example, is one of peace and like prosperity and um, like good. Um, yeah, and this one is, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Do you guys want to add anything yes, to that? Yes, you guys have. I mean, yeah, it really, uh, what grabbed me for this piece was the color, how yeah, it, like, sure. the, the bird in the, is just very vibrant, but the body and the girl isn't, and, like, the outline of the uh, painting itself how also has color, but it's not too mm. much. It's a, like a, it's a good balance of each, which it's I thought. It's also like was I love the different styles in it. Like I, I can't tell if I think this is is that pencil or, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's like pencil mixed with um some paint and what looks like, um, it almost looks like a print, mm -hmm. a little bit in the background. Do you want to add anything about this work? Um, I think they covered it. I think that the style of art is very interesting. The way. It looks like almost different styles, in my opinion. The girl looks very different from the bird, which looks different from the background, which I think really pulled people in to um, choose it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because the um, the tiles, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, what I would describe as tiles in the lower left and upper, upper right, um, they have these kind of linear gestures, but some of the lighter blue on top almost seems like a bird-like form as well. Mm -hmm. um, so it's nice that, you know, I, I think it's abstract, but because of the representational aspect of this bird as well, it gives you the idea of like a potential like ripple or mm -hmm. echo to it. Yeah. So it's nice. Okay, great, thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we'll talk about this one next. Yeah, this one is called Believe by Ethan Hibbard, from, and he's also from Glenwood Springs. Uh, this one is a jackalope. Uh, it, his witness, uh, not witness, his art statement uh, talked about how his family was Native American, and this was like a part of his, uh, his grandparents' like rituals in a way. Uh, and I enjoy this piece. I think it adds color to our other pieces. A lot of our pieces were... 
a pencil with like little bits of color, but this one is quite mm -hmm. vibrant, and I think mm -hmm. it gives life to uh, the exhibit as a total. And it's also a new perspective. A lot of our pieces were family-based, or uh, they had like other meanings like birds and, and feminism and cats, but this one was our first piece that was not only digital, but also just something I didn't expect. It was a jackalope, which it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but this, uh, Ethan made this very, very good, and we all thought it was, it belonged in the show. Great, okay. Um, Ella or Luca, do you wanna add anything else to that? Um, yeah, I, I think that the addition of a digital art piece was very interesting for our um, show because a lot of our pieces are um, paintings and drawings. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important almost to have a different style of art um, incorporated in our show. Yeah. Great. I think they covered it. <laughs> okay, great. All right, so then let's talk about this one next. Um, this piece is called Broken by Alana Suarez, um, and she is from Newcastle. Um, this piece has a lot to do with fear around superstition. It also has like kind of a uh, literal but behind it with the broken glass covering parts of the girl's face. Mm -hmm. um, I think this one was very interesting um, because of the mixed media aspect with the broken glass incorporated onto the piece. So this actually has broken glass onto yes. it. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So it has like an element of danger yeah. too, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you guys want to add anything? I just think it was, uh, it was something, again, something different that we hadn't seen. The mixed media was really cool because when you look at the piece since it's glass it's also like a mirror and you can see yourself mm -hmm. so part it like to me it puts yourself in the painting or in the art along with the artist mm -hmm. I thought it was um, a good thing to have something that was like a superstition and the way that the art was created is something that you wouldn't expect but it's also like the broken mirror is something that a lot of people do like relate to and know of that superstition that surrounds that so yeah so there's a, a point of access. Yeah. Right? Hmm. Yeah, that's bold. Yeah. I think that's good. Mm -hmm. So um, do you know if it's a self-portrait of the artist? It isn't. It's actually uh, the artist's friend who's okay. in it. Yeah. Okay, great. All right, so then we'll talk about this one. Sure. This one is called uh, Toritos de Pucara by Jasmine Ruiz from Aspen High School. Um, this one was also really cool to get. Um, it comes from her culture, a Peruvian culture, a Peruvian um, myth of sorts, and it was really cool to get um, a sculpture into our mm -hmm. show. We thought it, like I said, it's important to have, for us to have all different types of media mm -hmm. in our show, and we thought this one was very beautiful and very beautifully done. It's very done. detailed and it's very small, so you have to like kind of get How up close to see. Uh, it's like, like, that like this big. Okay, so yeah. the size small. of your hands. Yeah. 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 Okay. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, that's okay. I wasn't. <laughs> Did you want to add anything else? 
I just, uh, it was cool to have three different types. We had like a, a digital, a sculpture, a mixed media. And I think it's like on a cassette, it's important that we have diversity in our pieces. And uh, she did a wonderful job. It looked, it was really, really beautiful. And it worked really well with our uh, theme too. Fantastic. Okay, were you guys, um, <coughs> sorry, were you guys a part of um, telling the artists that they were selected for the show? I don't, I don't think, think we so. were. I no, think we left was, that up to Annie. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and, but the process by picking the artists, you mentioned Cafe, which mm -hmm. was a um, digital selection process. Mm -hmm. uh, did you know who made the art when you guys were looking at it? Uh, no, we did no, not. not. It was a, it was like a random jury, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. We didn't know where they were from or what their name. We only saw their statements and the photo itself. Of, of the art. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then you had the opportunity to go and see some of the art in person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good. All right. So then we have uh, one more work to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one's called Moon from Willow Stoley. She's uh, from Glenwood. Uh, this one I thought was really special because, uh, not unlike all the others, but this one really connected to her mother. Uh, her mother had all of her kids on like full moons, huh. but this her littlest sister was just born right before uh, during the wolf super red moon, uh -huh. uh, and so yeah, she really moon. yeah, and so um, she really wanted to have the superstition of how the moon is kind of on her side and how. It's always been with her family throughout the entire time, so it was really cool. And it's watercolor, which was even more special about it. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Media to add mm -hmm. to the mix. What's that? I said it was like another media to add to the mix. Yeah, There's the watercolor. So much huh. differentiation. How many siblings are there? Uh, I think it's four now, or th yeah, four. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I mean. I like that, right? Because, I mean, sometimes people think that superstitions are not real, right? Mm -hmm, or they're unfounded, mm -hmm. and um, but then there's always like the, you know, proof, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that proves the rule. Okay, so um, let's let's talk a little bit about. Um, I, I just kind of want to go a little further into this idea of like what you expected and then um, how w what you found, um, and so I think. Annika, you talked about you realized that like you love art, mm -hmm. um, so and that was maybe a surprise. And you know, Annika, you talked about how you're going to SCAD. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious if you knew that you wanted to go to art school before you did the program, or um, I just I'm interested in this in kind of like the expectation reality thing. Just mm -hmm. a little more on that. Um, I knew that I wanted to go to art school before this program last year. I was. Uh, able to participate in the Claudette Carter Art Mentors Program through the Art Base, and that really sold it for me that I really wanted to go to art school and make a career out of my passion. And I, uh, that's how I heard about this program, which made um, a great difference in my life, and I'm really excited to learn more about art in the future. Great, thank you. Okay. Uh, well, I, since I'm only a sophomore, I didn't have uh, that many art classes before the internship, so I wasn't, I was pretty new to the 
actual creating art aspect of it all, but I had been to museums, and I thought, when I heard from my art teacher about this, I thought that it would be a great way for me, not only as an artist, to learn about art, but also as a way to, like I said, evaluate and pick apart pieces of things that I didn't know about. And I think that uh, this internship specifically and the theme of superstition really helped me because superstition is such a broad scale of emotions and it's different for every person. And so that was really amazing for me to uh, do this with everybody else. Great, thank you. Um, I've always enjoyed art, like my whole life I've loved going to museums, I've loved creating art since I was a little kid. And this, I thought, uh, this was just a way for me to sort of dive deeper into like the aspects behind it and like pick apart the artwork. And I think um, now having done this program, or almost having finished it, um, I do have a much greater appreciation for modern art. I think I've sort of developed the thought process that it's sort of a comfort that people can find something so special in what seems to be ordinary, um, mm -hmm. which I think is really interesting. Huh. Can you say a little bit more about that? The, Comfort in um, the ordinary? I just, uh, I think it's interesting, like, um, how, you know, modern art, there could just be, um, there was an exhibit in the art museum that was just a swing that you could go sit and swing on, and I thought it was really interesting, like, the meaning behind it was sort of like, um, like, you know, childhood and sort of the carelessness of being able to just sit on a swing and not have to really think about anything else. And I just find it so interesting that people can sort of see it that way. Like some people might see it as, oh, it's just a swing. And then some artists can come in and be like, no, it's so much more than that. So, yeah. I mean, that's exactly why we do what we do, <laughs> yeah. honestly, uh, is to highlight the idea of, um, of the something other, right? Or the something more. You know, so there's the kind of tangible uh, world or object or, um, you know, circumstance, but then there's the intention behind it. There's the, um, it, what it makes you think about, um, what, what you feel, how you might talk to someone else about it. So um, for me, the whole kind of magic of art is the possibility of, of, of the and, right? Like. Mm -hmm. Yes, and. <laughs> so, okay. Um, all right, any, any other facts you want to share about your opening, what you hope people will find when they come to the exhibition? Um, I just hope that when people come in, they can not only look at other people's superstitions, but also maybe look into their own. And even if it wasn't there before, like myself, they might be able to find one out of the blue. I hope that people, I hope the same that people find, see themselves in some of the pieces. And that's all I can hope for. Great. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, great. So I'm Heidi Zuckerman. This is Art Matters. I have been speaking with Annika, Annika, and Ella, um, who have devoted a lot of time over the last year to come to the Aspen Art Museum. Uh, meet people from different schools across the valley, uh, push themselves to think differently about um, their own expectations, right? And to come up with the idea of superstition, I think you had to come in with really um, like an open mind and an open heart. So I want to thank you guys for being available uh, to work in this way and to create an exhibition that we get to share with our public. So thank you for your commitment. I'm grateful.
Thank you. Thank you for having us. Come and see us at the Aspen Art Museum. We're open 10 to 6, Tuesday through Sunday. Uh, we are always free, courtesy of the generosity of John and Amy Phelan. You heard it here, and uh, you hear it pretty much every time I talk. Art matters. Thank you. <laughs>